Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 191 of the Layover Live podcast. I'm Jason Swick, VP of Strategy and Insights at SimpleView. On this episode of the Layover Live, Ben Holman, lead digital media analyst at SimpleView, stops by to talk about some new features and tips DMOs can use to get the most out of their paid media advertising. Ben and I discuss what's happening in paid search, paid social, with app promotion, as well as what he is looking forward to most in the coming year. Hope you enjoy. Each week, the smartest and brightest destination marketers from all over the world talk about the latest trends, happenings, and challenges that affect the travel and tourism industry today. Digital marketing executives, CMOs, and leaders from DMOs of all shapes and sizes share their insights and stories to help you become the best marketer you can be. This is The Layover Live. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 191 of The Layover Live. I'm Jason Swick, VP of Strategy and Insights here at SimpleView, and thank you once again for taking time out of your busy day to join us on this remote edition of The Layover. We really do appreciate it. Now, PPC has absolutely exploded this year. In fact, according to eMarketer, media advertising is expected to reach $240 billion this year alone, and it's even expected to reach $300 billion by 2025, making up nearly three quarters of all media spending. Paid search alone accounts for more than 40% of that total, which is just an absolutely incredible number in and of itself, and something that every DMO should already be leveraging, and many of you already are, as we're seeing dollars pour into this space, resulting in substantial traffic growth increases this year across the industry, which is something that we track here at SimpleView. Now, PPC is up 52% year-to-date over 2021, accounting for more than 59 million sessions so far, and we still have two months ago. Now, with PPC average cost per clicks nearly double what they were just a few short years ago, it's more important than ever to make sure that you are aware of everything that is happening in this space. And to discuss this in even more detail, I'm joined by my friend, once again, lead digital media analyst, Ben Holman. So Ben, welcome back to the show. Yeah, of course, happy to be here. So Ben, I, I wanna break this paid media discussion into like three different key areas. Uh, to focus on. So I want to focus on paid search, paid social, and also app campaigns, which is something that we don't really talk about a lot, but I think it's something that we should talk about. So let's let's start with search then. What What's coming up that DMO should be really, really excited about? Yeah, there's a couple uh, new features and betas we can talk yeah. about with paid search and other campaigns on Google. Um, one is a, a new feature that rolled out over the summer called image extensions, um, and that's specific to search campaigns. It's, as the name suggests, you can just add a visual aspect to what would otherwise be text ads on the SERP. Um, and the really nifty thing with these is they're really easy to upload. You can just source images on your own website, upload that, assign it to campaigns, um, and it helps the ads stand out more to other search ads that might be showing up um, alongside yours and can improve click-through rate is kind of the main benefit we've seen with a number of our clients that have tried it out. So you're kind of getting more bang for your buck, um, even if you don't have extra budget for search campaigns, image extensions can help get more clicks and more traffic to your website. Um, and there's actually another one. This I think is still in beta. Um, mm -hmm. Google's starting to tweak what the ads will look like on results and search results themselves. Um, they're adding in ad logos, making that more a lot, a lot more prominent and adding the business name kind of at the top of the text ad. Um, from what we can tell, it seems like this is only available to organizers or advertisers who have done identity verification. Um, which is basically just proving to Google you are who you say you are. Um, but 
this can be a, another way to just help your ad stand out more um, compared to organic listings um, and also give users a better idea of like what destination they're going to be visiting when they click on the ad and hit the landing page just so there's no disconnect between what they're searching for, what they see in the ad and what they see on the, the landing page. And then um, one other campaign type, this is more of a, a combination of many of Google's campaigns. Uh, it's a new campaign format called Performance Max. Um, and this essentially rolls all of Google's campaign types, video, display, search um, into one, and it will serve ads across their entire ecosystem. Um, and the powerful thing here is it really leans on Google's machine learning and smart fitting. Um, so with that, you can select a handful of conversions you want to get from these campaigns, say people requesting your visitor guide, doing the digital guide online or completing a partner referral. Um, and then Google will go out and show these ads across all of their ecosystem to users who they think are most likely to convert. Um, the campaign setup is also really easy. It, they make it very streamlined. You just upload the collateral, um, images, text, videos in some cases, and then Google will kind of mix and match those A-B tests across all those various placements um, and figure out A, where they think those people are, and then B, what combinations look the best. Um, so it's actually pretty easy to set up. It's, I think, really a good sell for a DMO if they're kind of stretched thin on time to set up their marketing campaigns. Um, instead of having multiple ones across each channel that you're managing, this can roll everything into one. Um, so it makes it easier to manage and easier to do the ad creation as well. And then the last one, um, this is actually more catered towards kind of the, the partners in your destination. Um, Google is rolling out more features for them to kind of show ticket information or booking information, um, either in Google Maps or the SERP, if people are searching for specific attractions and tours. Um, so it makes it easier for people to book, you know, say a tour, uh, like a boat tour in a destination or in a kind of a walking tour or something like that. Um, and this, I think it just, again, can kind of lean on the importance of partners having a strong online presence. Um, so, you know, you as a DMO can kind of remind them the extra business they can get through having an up-to-date Google business profile or having a strong website. Um, and also just falling back on that general strong relationship building that DMOs were doing at the beginning of the pandemic, um, when it really became about how can we support our local partners and businesses. Yeah, could could not agree with you more, Ben, on that. I think image, first off, you mentioned image extensions. I think that's a, a natural progression. We've seen the, the use of that in paid social for a long time. I think DMOs really uh, can benefit from that, similar to video. There's no really great way to market a destination better than using imagery, uh, whether that's through videos, or through image extension, so absolutely something that someone should be doing. And then second, you had mentioned Performance Max, which is interesting, um, as it's something you should talk with your agency about because it's a way to be able to load collateral headlines and text into Google and then leverage AI and machine learning to be able to let Google find your audience based on who you're trying to look for. So super, super good stuff there, uh, Ben. So thank you for sharing that. So let's let's move into the second part now, Ben, which is uh, paid social, which you know uh, can be absolutely one of the most effective channels out there as it offers just an array of targeting options, even with all the privacy updates that have been uh, made of recent and the effects that it's had on platforms like Instagram and social uh, media uh, across even Instagram and even LinkedIn, which we're gonna get into in a second here. You know, what are you seeing there on the social media side of things that DMOs should be looking forward to moving into 2023? Yeah, I wanted to talk a little bit about um, LinkedIn because I think that's mm -hmm. still 
Um, it's very useful for the meetings and sports yeah. planning space. Obviously, it is a little bit more expensive than something like Facebook. Um, but they have a new ad type they've rolled out recently that really aligns with if you have like a, a digital meeting planner guide or a, like a venue kind of one sheeter. Um, they're called document ads and they're kind yeah. of similar to lead formats. If you've tried those out on Facebook, where users are able to get that content directly in the newsfeed rather than clicking to a landing page and then filling out a form or clicking on an external link. Um, so it just makes it a lot easier for users to get access to that content. Um, you still have the option when you set these up to make it gated or not. So if you want to collect an email address or a name, what DMO or what organization they work with, um, you can still require that to be filled out. And that allows you to get some first party data that you can then remarket to using a matched audience on LinkedIn. Um, but one of the cool features of these ads is beyond just serving up that, that PDF to people in the newsfeed, it will then show some reporting on how much of that content people actually scrolled through. Hmm. Um, so you're going beyond just simple PDF downloads. You can see once someone filled out that form in the ad, saw that pop up in their newsfeed, how far did they scroll through? How deeply were they engaging um, hmm. with that one sheeter or with the, the meeting guide that you have for your destination? Um, and another one, more just kind of high level recommendations for targeting on LinkedIn, because there are a, a plethora of options there. It can be kind of overwhelming when you log in and drill down through all the options you have. Um, so just wanted to highlight some of the main ones we see success with. Um, those tend to be professional groups, the job skills targeting, and then specific job positions. Um, and you can get pretty detailed with these if you want to go after just meeting planners or executives. Um, I would really encourage everyone to just, you know, try it out. You don't really know until you test it out um, and maybe have like two or three campaigns. Each one could use one of those kind of targeting options and then see what works, move budgets around and kind of optimize accordingly. Um, but really with LinkedIn, you got to just go in and, and start to test it out, see what targeting works for you, what gets the best results. Um, and I think those are a couple of good starting points. Yeah, ab absolutely. So Ben, that's really, really, really good stuff on the LinkedIn side. Uh, is there anything else that you want to share on the social realm that uh, is worth letting DMOs know about? Yeah, there is uh, more and more functionality around LinkedIn's matched audiences. Mm -hmm. um, so kind of similar to Facebook, if you have like a, an audience of contacts, people that have reached out to your DMO, um, you can upload that to LinkedIn and it will create a lookalike audience, mm -hmm. users who link think LinkedIn things are similar to those in your audience. Um, that can be another useful way to target people who you might not get through some of that targeting I mentioned earlier related specifically to job positions or skills. Um, and then there's also just general remarketing that you can do. So once you have LinkedIn's pixel on your site, you're able to get an audience of people who have visited your website or specific meetings content. Um, and just using that to re-engage with users because with those planners, you'll want to have a lot of touch points with them as they're going through that planning process rather than just relying on a single prospecting ad. Yeah, now, as I mentioned, uh, LinkedIn, and I'm glad you got into that too. You know, we talk often about paid social. We talk about, uh, you know, Facebook a lot. We talk about Instagram a lot. TikTok's certainly been top of mind as that platform is just absolutely exploding. But thinking about LinkedIn, it's such a great place for meeting planners to be able to go find those audiences, right? Whether you're subscribing to a, 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 a place where meeting planners hang out, a group that meeting planners hang out, or even leveraging some first party data for 
lookalike audiences or whatnot. LinkedIn ads are absolutely a place that we should be looking to moving forward. They can be a little expensive, so it's something that you're gonna to wanna to be mindful of as you're going into it, keeping an eye on things very closely as you're looking into that. But absolutely a space that I think DMO should be spending more money in, especially if you're working on that meetings marketing side. Now, lastly, Ben, let's, let's look into apps. And with more than 2 million apps in the Apple App Store alone, it's something that we don't talk about all that much, but something we should absolutely talk about since we are dealing with a transient audience. We're dealing with an audience that typically is gonna come in, download your app, use it while in, in market hopefully, and then get out there. But we have to be able to market that. And it's something we don't think about when we're building apps or we're launching apps. So what's out there that DMOs can take advantage of in this space, Ben? Yeah, there's a couple. Both okay. Google and Apple have some um, options there. And we can start with Google because it's actually somewhat similar to the Performance Max campaign format I mentioned earlier. Okay. Um, they're called universal app campaigns. They're just specific on app downloads rather than you know conversions you'd set on your website. Um, but similar to Performance Max, you upload various pieces of collateral, text, image, um, videos, logos, that sort of thing. And then again, Google will do the heavy lifting of the ad creation for you and serve those ads, um, directing people to the app page, usually on Google Play, um, to boost downloads. So their goal there is to find people who they think are likely to download the app. And again, it's relying on Google's machine learning. As it gets more conversions, it's figuring out you know, what placements work best, what pieces of collateral are working best, and it all responds to that in real time uh, really quickly, which is pretty powerful. Same as before, it's very streamlined for creating that campaign like with Performance Max. So it's kind of a time saver, a quick and easy way to get your app in front of a large audience. You know, you built it, you want people to see it and download it. And this is an effective way from Google side to kind of blast it out there to people who are actually likely to download the app. And then on the Apple side of things, they have something called Apple search ads. So this is more specifically, um, if people are within the app store, you'll have ads that will show up at the top of the search results there when people are searching through app listings um, specific to their ecosystem. In our experience, it does take a little bit more legwork and you know the reporting on their interface um, wasn't always super intuitive, but they are making a lot of updates there and you know it's Apple. So you know they're gonna be focusing pretty heavily on that and, and putting a lot of resources there. Um, so that's another one. If you don't wanna focus on Android as much with Google Play, um, you can also have Apple search ads for the iOS users. And then lastly, I did want to mention just simple optimizations um, for app listings pages, even on both of those stores, Google Play and the App Store. Um, even if you don't have you know, dollars to put towards a campaign, trying out different combinations of text on the app listings, a different image that you have for the app logo, um, just see how that improves click-through rates to your listing and, and downloads of the app that's kind of a, an easy free way to try and boost downloads as well. Yeah, I love the mention of universal app campaigns, also Apple search ads. That's a, that's a good one-two punch to be able to get the most out of your apps and your investment in, in the app space. You know, it's, it's, it kind of reminds me of, of digital marketing a while back when we would just build websites and we wouldn't give a whole lot of thought to maybe doing SEO or doing paid search. We found out very quickly as the space got competitive, that that strategy wasn't going to work. And it's the same with apps. Because it's such a competitive space, because there's so much happening, there's so much distraction out there, you have to find ways to promote it. And so using universal app campaigns, Apple search ads, but then thinking about optimizing your app store experience with app SEO all the way through to the landing page experience is certainly something, Ben, to keep an eye on. So I wanna thank you for sharing that. I wanna get into now 
this last question um, and something I've, I've kind of liked to ask throughout depending on who we have on I think it's it gives good insights but what are you what are you most excited coming down the pipeline in 2023 that you want to share with DMOs yeah I think it's a topic that uh, is probably a very common one these days and that's mm -hmm. GA4 yep. um, as we know it's going to be the standard starting in July of next year um, and although we have it set up on virtually all of our client websites and we've started training on how to use the platform um, we're still just very curious to see what features are rolled out over the next six to eight months. Um, it seems like Google is adding features pretty regularly to their features blog. They'll post every week or so about something new they rolled into the platform. Um, so just getting up to speed there, getting familiar with the platform, because it is laid out very differently from universal analytics that we're also used to. You go into GA4 thinking you can find a specific piece of information. You do kind of have to change how you think, how you might approach getting there. Um, on the paid side, I think what I'm most kind of honed in on is just getting conversions all squared away. Um, we have most of our conversions replicated at this point in GA4, but there are some limitations, it seems, for like micro conversions for certain engagement actions. Um, so say we use a conversion for uh, someone views over three pages per session um, for smart bidding in Google. Um, it seems like some of those engagement conversions are more limited in GA4. So seeing how we can replicate those to some extent um, and still be able to pull those into ads for smart bidding starting in summer next year. So TBD, it could be that a lot of these changes will roll out over the next mm -hmm. six months and um, Google will have it all buttoned up. But with, uh, with Google, you don't always know what's coming next. Yeah, GA4 is certainly something that's, that's been top of mind, Ben. It's something that's gonna keep evolving now as they look at sunsetting universal analytics in the summertime of 23. They've already kicked back Google Analytics 360 to 24. It's, we'll have to wait and see what's, what's gonna happen on the universal analytics space as it relates to most DMOs analytics, but it doesn't mean wait till last minute to prepare. You gotta be preparing for that now. Downloading our state of search uh, report that has just been completed by Paul McLeod and team is a good place to start with that. We're certainly gonna have more webinars and things coming this way. So thank you so much, Ben, for coming on and sharing that today. Yeah, of course, it was my pleasure. And thank you for tuning in each and every week. If you're not subscribed, please do so now. We're also available on podcasts through iTunes and Spotify. So thanks for tuning in, everyone. We'll see you next time on this remote edition. Have a great day.